0: Show me the money, Master La Vista. I'm too old. Bad boys, bad boys, bad boys, bad boys what, what, you gonna gonna what you gonna do, or what you gonna do when the I come for you. A you. nash the nash the na na nash no na hey. Yo come on Marcus, you seriously have to learn the lyrics. I can't believe it. I'm actually quite surprised when I say it out loud that the first film from the Bad Boys franchise came out back in 1995. I was in high school people and then with the sequel which was released in 2003 and now we've got in January 2020 Bad Boys 3 aka Bad Boys for Life. So for me personally I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Bad Boys franchise. Uh, I originally saw the very first film uh, on VHS uh, for those that remember that old school technology and it was originally recommended uh, to me by the clerk at the video store. I didn't even know much about Bad Boys. Uh, I originally thought it's probably going to be a little bit too rough considering the age that I was in high school but I remember watching the very first Bad Boys film. I watched it with some other family members of mine and we We were in absolute Tears and stitches with this particular film. And when I say tears, I mean tears of laughter, not tears as in I'm watching the notebook. And the really cool thing with the original Bad Boys film, it had so much going on. Yes, everyone talks about the outrageous, over the top action sequences, which were directed by uh, Michael Bay, who's quite known for doing over the top action sequences even still in 2020. But it's really the chemistry that brought out the greatness and the laughter and joy that this film actually brings out. You know, actors will. Smith and Martin Lawrence really connected well as two leading male characters and that same chemistry for me carried over in the second film now I was actually quite lucky to see the second film in cinemas because I was such a fan of the first film and so when the sequel came out I'm like I gotta see it in cinemas and I remember seeing the sequel you know for for the blast that it was but not necessarily for the plot and I could probably say that for the first film if I had to recite what the plot of the first two films are it'd be pretty vague because that's exactly what they are it's the same sort of concept we've got two cops we have got drugs in miami we've got bad guys and it's up to the good guys to take down the bad guys and there's lots of outrageous explosive action along the way uh in fact bad boys 2 has one of my favorite action sequences of all time so when people come over to my place and they see the man cave and they might say yo show me a demo Bad Boys 2 would usually be my go-to demo, Uh, even more so now they've just released it in 4K UHD as well. But as mentioned previously, you don't watch a Bad Boys movie for the intriguing, breathtaking plot. No, hell no. You watch it for the main characters to give you the laughs, to give you the chemistry, and Michael Bay to bring in the crazy popcorn action films that we do enjoy. So when I first heard about Bad Boys for Life, I was kind of excited I was kind of scared I mean it's been so long since these guys have come back to the action screen together and I I guess you can judge me all you want but I couldn't help but to think about their uh, health their current age and I kind of questioned whether or not these two would have the same chemistry plus to top it off Michael Bay was not returning so I saw this film on opening day and I really went in with a fresh slate I didn't know a great deal about the film and I'm really thankful Thankful that the film's trailer didn't really show anything in regards to the plot, and just like the film's trailer, this podcast today will be spoiler-free, so you don't have to pull over and change the track. You can just stay calm and relax. But I will give out a very brief, basic summary uh, of Bad Boys for Life, but it's not a f- spoiler-filled content by any means so just come down and relax but bad boys for life basically has our two leading men uh Marcus brunette uh which is played by martin lawrence and of course you got michael larry aka Mac larry let me say it again Mike Lowry played by once again Will Smith but this time within the city of Miami basically there's a mysterious bad guy who rides a motorbike and this particular villain is killing people uh, what appears to be randomly but we find out early in the film these are targeted kills and of course things get a little more outrageous when this attempted killer tries to take out Mike Lowry aka will smith so this time you've got a plot that's definitely a lot more personal and this is actually quite early within the film and uh, we don't have just another drug dealer or drug lord doing bad things no no this time this film is actually more centered more focused on our leading characters and straight away i'm gonna say it this particular film has a much better setup and a greater plot than the previous two installments the plot is definitely more of a priority in this film versus the action so i actually enjoyed this film a fair bit just based on the film's plot a lot more because it's quite personal this time it's not a plot where the bad boys are are resurfacing for no plain reason to catch drug dealers no no this time it's it's very close to the bone it's a lot more real for these characters to get involved not only that the stakes are definitely lifted up a lot more higher particularly for Mike Larry's character. And the reason why I say that about Mike Larry's character played by Will Smith is because in the previous two films, you know, Mike Larry, he's the cool guy, he is the action junkie, he is generally unstoppable, he's quite good at what he does, but in this film as a character, he gets pulled down, he's basically not quite to the bottom of the barrel, but he is affected in a major way, and that's something different that we haven't seen with that character before, and I really, really enjoyed that take on it. For those that love all the action that Bad Boys is all about, look, yes, there is still some absolute crazy action in this film. For my opinion, and I have to say that really, really, Firmly, for my opinion, because some people are going to probably disagree with me, Bad Boys for Life has less action. There's action, it's still going to put a smile on your face, it's outrageous action, but I couldn't help but think when I watched the third film that there was definitely a, a downward gear shift in this particular third installment. And let's face it, when someone's going to compete with Michael Bay, that's a huge contest. Michael Bay is always well known for the most outrageous action and outrageous stunts, big, crazy, stupid, reason explosions. So naturally, with new directors coming on board for this particular film, I kind of expected a little less action. And what really surprised me was the better plot. And that's definitely what's gone into this film more than anything else. Is the writers and directors of this film have put forward a much better compelling plot and story for fans. And not only am I talking about the plot and the action being all generally positive but surprisingly enough the film's actually taking a few little twists and turns some of these elements are unpredictable but some of these elements you can't predict them it's not something that you're supposed to figure out and work out these are unpredictable elements that are basically introduced you can love them or you can tell the writers and directors to go shove it so I know some people are going to have mixed feelings on this for me personally I really enjoyed it because it was something different and it was something unexpected So in summary, talking about Bad Boys for Life, look, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a welcoming third installment. I think it deserves a fair bit of praise because one thing that's very true is that these two leading actors still have the chemistry. They still bring the finesse. They still bring in the great quality jokes. And the jokes do work. Uh, I was laughing. My cinema was laughing and having a great time. And it's quite interesting because... You know, even though I saw this film on opening day and I'm slack and been busy, whatever, to give you this podcast now. But, you know, three weeks from release and it's still number one. And there is a reason why this film's doing quite well is because it isn't a cash grab. It isn't something where directors have gone, bad boys, hell yeah, that made money. Let's just make up a movie and let's take some earnings no they have thought about this film and if you think about a lot of action trilogies it's usually the third film that suffers the most so from my personal experience uh, i can give you an example i reckon out of the three taken films with liam neeson the third one is actually the most disappointing when it comes to other films like the transporter starring jason statham the third film is actually the weakest out of the three for me personally i can tell you right now this film would actually probably get the higher review score out of the whole three and i think that's quite rare in trilogies correct me if i'm wrong so i've actually given the score for uh bad boys for life 2020 i've actually given this 7.0 out of 10 i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a blast and i definitely think it's worth supporting uh considering it's a january release because let's face it when it comes to films that arrive in january they've got a well-known history for being uh, how do you say poop and if you are listening to this podcast i'd like to personally say thank you for listening And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving, please drive safely. We'd like to keep you around as long as possible. This podcast has been brought to you by Walked In Entertainment, which can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Letterboxd. To be kept up to date with further podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. And until then, see you next time.